0: The Coach's Plan podcast is recorded on the traditional unceded territory of the Wollastowig and Mi'kmaq peoples. This territory is covered by the treaties of peace and friendship, which these nations signed with the British Crown in 1726. The territories did not deal with the surrender of lands and resources, but in fact recognized Mi'kmaq and Wollastowig title and established the rule for what was going to be an ongoing relationship between nations. At Coach New Brunswick, we pay respect to the elders, past and present, and we are grateful that we now get to share the space with the descendants of this land. We honor the knowledge keepers and seek their guidance as we strive to develop closer relationships through sport, education, community, understanding, truth, and reconciliation. Thank you for listening in the same spirit. Welcome to the Coach's Plan Podcast. You know me, I'm your host, Ashley Milani, Manager of Coach Education with Coach New Brunswick. And I know what you're probably thinking, Ashley, where you been? So long story short, you know, i missed you too. This podcast is only one small part of the work that I do with Coach New Brunswick. And as I'm the only person making this whole thing happen, I had to put this project on hold for a little bit while other projects in our portfolio around coach development, education, really cool initiatives that we're starting up around the province had to kind of take the front seat for a little bit, but I'm back. Uh, With my return, though, comes some good news and some bad news. So I'll give you the bad news first. Uh, This season of the Coaches Plan podcast, unfortunately, will be my last. I've appreciated everyone's positivity and support for the last four years, but I reached an end with this experiment. The good news, though, is twofold. So first, the reason why I can't make any more of the podcast is because I'm going back to school this fall and my time with Coach New Brunswick is coming to a close. It was a very bitter, to sweet decision to make. Um, bitter because of having to leave the community that I found with, within sport and coaching in New Brunswick, especially with the staff of Coach New Brunswick. Uh, sweet, though, because I'm getting the chance to pursue a goal that I've always dreamed of. And, you know, credit where credit is due to our incredible executive director, Manoa Luet, who has been nothing but supportive of myself, my projects, and my ultimate decision to pursue more post-secondary schooling. The second piece of good news is that we uh, still have a few more tricks up our sleeves, and we'll be bringing you three more episodes before the end of July. After that point, I can't guarantee if the coach's plan will make more, but I'm very happy with our three final episodes that we have for you, and I'm very excited to share them with you. Which brings me to my next point. Very pleased today to bring you a conversation that I had with Serene Porter, Director of Culture and Engagement at the 2023 North American Indigenous Games hosted in Shibuktuk, commonly known as Halifax, Nova Scotia. NAG is coming to the Maritimes next summer, and I wanted to speak with Serene to highlight to all the coaches listening why they should be keeping this event on their radar for next summer. Please enjoy.
1: All right, thank you. Uh, So my name is Serene Porter, and I'm currently working with the North American Indigenous Games 2023 host society. Uh, I'm the Director of Culture and Engagement um I am originally from Six Nations which is a First Nations community in Southern Ontario the largest First Nations community there <laughs> um entire families there born and raised there um, and spent the majority of my life playing in sports my parents are they work within the sport and Rec department within our community um, so I've just always been kind of lugged around to events and luckily for me, I was a tomboy growing up. So I just love sports. You know, people say it saved them. And that's definitely been my case. It kept me busy and gave me goals to work towards. Um, Never realized the true full, full impact sport had onto me until actually I start working with Neg and hearing other people's stories and very similar to mine. Um, so it's been really interesting to kind of explore that a bit more and understand it a bit more on how sport has been integrated into my life and created who I am today. Um, another kind of passion for me is incorporating my Indigenous culture into everything that I've been doing. Um, I am a graphic designer, an artist, an art therapist. Um, I facilitate workshops with organizations, you know, touching on subjects like reconciliation, seeing where they're at within that that topic and really pushing, you know, community members to think beyond, you know, just that word and looking at actions and impact and things like that within their own community and own individual um, worlds. Um, And I kind of, made my way out to BC and was doing kind of that core work, bringing indigenous culture into their curriculum, uh, teaching and working with a lot of non-indigenous people and organizations. Um, Got to a point where I wanted to start giving back to our community and NEG came up, NEG 2020 came up. So I moved to Nova Scotia to work with NEG 2020 um, and with the goal of Being able to give back to our Indigenous youth, Indigenous communities, and um, really being that voice of bringing the cultural component of NAG through the event, because that's truly what makes NAG so special. The Canada Games, you know, Summer Games, um, Olympics, they don't have the same cultural component as NAG does. And um, it's been my goal to make sure that's highlighted. Um, Fast forward to, you know, COVID hit, we got postponed. Uh, we're now in 2023, um, a department was created for me. So that cultural culture and engagement part department never existed before. It was, you know, the leadership heard what I had to say, created this department. And now I have my dream job of integrating culture into all areas of NEG and I'm loving it. <laughs> wow. That, that's fantastic. Like congrats to you and like really well done for you
0: for, um, kind of, you know, bringing your spot, like your, your area of expertise into this space. Um, and and like this isn't the first year that Nag has had a cultural component to it. So, but I think that just means so much more that you're able to come in and say like we need to make this a huge part of it. And um, I'm glad that it was well received. But yeah, tell me a little bit about the difference between Nag and some of the other events that some of our listeners might be familiar with. You know, Canada Games or some of the provincial events that go on.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, we use Canada Games as a comparison quite often. Uh, one of the big big differences is Canada Games is a household name. You can say it, people know it, or have heard about it. Um, They get national exposure, they get national sponsors. um, They're supported quite well. NAG, on the other hand, doesn't have the same reach. Um, Even within our indigenous communities, I find there it's still like not a lot of the population knows about NAG. It's like this hidden secret that is this beautiful event for indigenous people to celebrate who we are. Um, And that really comes down to, a few aspects. So Canada games brings in around 2,700 athletes. Nag, we have over 5,000 athletes. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Canada games is 18 days. Nag, eight days. (laughs) Canada games budget, $45 million. Nag budget, $12.5 million. Oh my God. That's the big difference there. Um, obviously that comes down to, you know, Canada Games being a household name, being able to get these national organizations to sponsor them year after year after year. Uh, NAG just isn't on that level yet. It is always, you know, a host society's goal to get them, get NAG on that level. So it makes an impact on budget. Um, and with a smaller budget, you're not able to promote worldwide like other events can. Um, so it does make an impact And a lot of the focus needs to be put on the local community and making sure the local community knows about the games and is able to welcome every athlete that comes here and create that, you know, safe and welcoming atmosphere
0: um as someone who's helped uh, like a very small portion of the organizing side of a Canada Games event i cannot imagine trying to fit that many athletes and that many events into that short period of time <laughs> and being on top of it like i like i i know many people have gone as mission staff to Canada Games and uh yeah the joke is just that everyone runs on zero sleep all, 100% coffee the whole time, and so I can only imagine that is just, uh, yeah, you know, tripled through through Nag event. Um, so yeah. good for good for <laughs> you guys putting that on like that. That is a that's a, a an event that not many people would undertake. Um, but I'm really glad that you guys are doing this work because it's obviously really important to uh, not only the local community that hosts it, but to um, I think I saw on your website there are 756 Indigenous nations that participate in this games.
1: Yeah, or and you know, it's really hard to pinpoint the exact number because there's so many different nations and regions that come here. So we always say 700 plus.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair. Um, And coming back to the host community a little bit, tell me about uh, Shabuktu hosting because this is the first time that it's been in the Maritimes.
1: Yes, and um, it you know we're so excited. That's one of our main messaging that we love to get across here, especially to the local community. Um, this is the first time you think the friends and family get to come and see their athletes actually participate. They're not watching through live stream. And it's also the first time that they get to be highlighted in all the cultural components. I know a lot of our delegations are so excited to come here and just learn about Mi'kmaq nation, their culture, their history, learn about Mi'kma'ki territory. Um, and everyone's beyond excited to, relay the proper messaging. Um, part of my role is I'm going out into the community and doing engagement with community members to make sure I know exactly how they want to be represented what you know true information and knowledge do they want to share what do they want the youth to come and take home with them about them. Um, so it's been really special and we're, we're, we're so excited. <laughs> That
0: that is just like that just like warms my heart so
1: much, especially mm-hmm. to hear that the
0: yeah, the communities engaged with it and they're excited to put on this event and oh, just just good feelings all around. And <laughs> I'm sure uh, back in in, um, I guess, maybe mid 2020, when uh, when you guys had to make the decision to postpone the 2021 games and turn it into the 2023 games, I'm sure that couldn't have been an easy call.
1: Oh, my gosh. No, we were four months out. Like (laughs) we were very, very, very close and it was heartbreaking. Um, You know, we definitely think about your staff having to let your staff know who've been working tirelessly to put this event on, but the, our president has a term for our athletes. He calls them our true stakeholders of this event, which is completely true. It's not the sponsors. It's not any of our other partners. It's the athletes who come here to compete um and we had them in our minds the entire time we knew the impact that postponing the games would have on them and we were trying to be very careful on how we rolled out that postponement having them in mind and you know some for some athletes this is the thing they look forward to this is the one thing that gives them something to do and work towards um so we knew the impact that it would be to kind of have to take that away and especially with the unknown of we didn't know when the postponement was going to like new date was going to happen. Um, so yeah, really tough time, but glad we pivoted and got around it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, in, uh, with coach New Brunswick, we, um, are starting a project in partnership with, um, the Aboriginal sport and recreation of New Brunswick to, uh, put on a, um, like a next gen, uh, leadership development, Uh, program. And part of that is targeting some of these aged out NAth neg athlete that missed their opportunity and figure out, you know, what can we do to, to help support them, make, they feel like they weren't forgotten and, and kind of uh, like left out through this uh, unfortunate circumstance. So I, I, yeah, I can, I can really imagine that for a lot of those who were excited about this event, it was just, yeah
1: yeah definitely and we're also looking into programs like that too like mentorship programs where we can target those um youth who've aged out um you know we're looking for a bunch of different ways we can incorporate them into the games and we have some exciting things in the works so far that's great to hear um
0: talking a little bit about your true stakeholders i love that term that is just like oh that just resonates so well um tell me a little bit about what this event means for them and for the athletes that, that compete and uh for the fact that this event represents them as them and not just athletes?
1: Yeah, this is uh, definitely something I'm really passionate about and passionate to communicate, especially to our partners who need to know the reality of our youth that are going to be coming here. Um, We like to remind even our staff that this might be the very first time the majority of these athletes leave their communities, their friends, their family, their support system, first time on an airplane, first time on a bus, first time in a large city. Like there's going to be a lot of firsts for a lot of our athletes. Um, Also the reality that this might be their only time that they get to come here, come on an airplane. This might be their only trip. Um, So how do we be mindful of that? Um, And meet them where they're at and create opportunities for success, right? Um, We are making sure, you know, the engagement we're doing with youth, really asking them what they need to feel safe and welcome and seen and making sure we incorporate that into every aspect of the games, right from arrival to getting shuttled to their accommodations, to competing. You know, what are their fears when they come to compete? What do they need to be able to just... Have fun and excel in their sport and have no distractions. Um, so we've been, you know, really mindful on how we're approaching this in a holistic and sensitive way, as well as incorporating the culture as much as we can um, to offer support and resources. That's really cool.
0: Um, I like. I I was a Canada Games athlete back in 2013, and even for me, like to yeah, to get on like the team plane with all of our gear on and we're all like doing the opening ceremonies together was such a special feeling. And, um, I had always been the athlete that was kind of at the back end of my training group. Um, when I went, uh, when I went to Canada games, it was as a rowing athlete, but I spent the majority of my childhood as a a competitive swimmer. And I was always the one who was just making the, the qualifying times just at the right time. So I could go to the event. So I, I really understood like the team aspect of it, but to go to um, an event like the Canada games and and feel like, Oh my gosh, like maybe there is something a little bit special about what's going on here. And it's not just like, it's not just for the, like our superstar in the team it's for the whole team. And that, that really kind of, you know, goes a long way for a lot of kids, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. I meant to add to um you know, the really special part of Neg is that it's a week event where Indigenous people are going to take over Halifax. There's going to be over 5,000 participants here, not including any spectators that come yep. with each region. Um, so you're going to be seeing other Indigenous people anywhere you go, and that's going to be the reality of it. We have literally have every dorm room, every hotel booked up for all <laughs> of our participants. Um, and it's going to be at a time where we can be proud of who we are, where these youth can celebrate share learn network who they are and in reality their everyday life that's usually not the case right there's usually it's usually the opposite where they're not fully supported or be able to celebrate who they are might not be able to be proud of who they are in certain areas so to be able to have a week where you can take over a major city and be able to do that it's just unreal and like you had said the opening ceremonies I think every athlete who's been in an event the opening ceremonies is like the memory right that's where everyone's gathered in one spot and just the energy is unreal and I always get asked to explain neg because I've been in one and I can't there's no words to explain that feeling that you have of that pride and that proud feeling like extends out to the family when they get to see them and see how proud they are too. And oh, I, I'm I'm probably going to cry when that time comes and we get to see the athletes have that moment. <laughs> and
0: I feel like I'm tearing up right now listening to it. Cause like, I remembering my opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies and like feeling like that, that specialness and um, I remember our chef de Michonne had um, for Team Manitoba had, you know, worked with us for weeks on these like special like team chants that we were going to have during the opening ceremonies. And we had this little bison symbol, this little kind of hands like symbol that we would do and go. Hoo-hoo. And anytime you were like, anytime you saw anyone else from Team Manitoba around the the grounds, you'd go. hoo. <laughs> That's awesome. Kills me. Um, tell me a little bit about your NAG. I, I think I read earlier in an article uh, that you had been to the Winnipeg NAG um, uh, back in the early two thousands, but maybe I, maybe I got that timing wrong. <laughs> don't want to don't want to expose you on anything. But
1: tell me about your experience yeah. there. Oh yeah, um, I played for Team Huddersfield here. Um, and we played soccer, but it was a bunch of hockey players. It was my hockey team, basically <laughs> the soccer team. Man. Um, and, you know, I just, it was just unreal that whole entire experience. It was my first time. I was 16, I think, um, left home to live with a friend. And then we eventually drove to all on a bus to Winnipeg. So it was a summer thing for me, really. And like I had mentioned, that, feeling of being able to be surrounded by other indigenous youth that you don't even know but you start to become families um you know by the time you even get to Neg and then participating with each other is just so special um you, I've competed in a lot of different areas and a lot of different hockey teams but to compete with your own indigenous people and peers there's nothing like that there's a power there that isn't comparable to anywhere else um, it's just something so unique and so powerful for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. It's something you carry with you for a very long time. And then to get to NEG and like I mentioned, be surrounded by everybody, it seemed like. <laughs> and to make friends who became lifelong friends from BC um, and Alberta. Um, and trading, the trading of the pins and trading of the jerseys is like the highlight mm-hmm. too. And you oh, get to yeah. meet people and network and... <laughs> Yeah, it's just so special. And like anyone, anyone part of our team who's been to NEG, we just cherish it. We have tons of great stories to share. And we try to relay that to new staff who come on who haven't been yet. It's like, you have to kind of be there and experience it, but we'll do our best to kind of prepare you and, you know, share what what our experience was. But I'm sure when NEG comes here in 23, they'll 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 get it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, our um, executive director, Manuela has been before and she has, nothing but rave reviews and, and uh, it has kind of, you know, said that exact same thing. You have to be there to really understand what it's all about. Like she's been to Canada games many times. She's been to all, like all over the place. And she's like, this is, mm-hmm. this is something, you know, extra special. Yeah. <laughs> um, so f- for you as an athlete who competed and then kind of circled all the way back in an hour in charge of it, like, is there anything that from your experience at Neg that has helped, um, you know, kind of guide how you think about the games now as you're planning it?
1: Yeah, and one of the kind of core memories for me or experience for me is that it was never about the competition at all with NEG. It wasn't about, I don't even remember if, what games we won or lost or, you know, um, and anyone else that I talked to, it was the same thing. It was never about the competition. Um, and our president talks about, like, he's just so great with words. His words are so powerful. NEG is about that brotherhood and sisterhood that's created within the experience and that's so true it's not about competing most of the teams there are cheering each other on they want each other to do well they enjoy seeing skilled players and encouraging others to be their best right and um, I find that was the most beautiful part of neg for me and it's nice to hear when I talk to others who have been it's very similar for them too that's great I feel like, especially her events like
0: Canada Games, it like it can get so hyped up in people's, um, I guess, quadrennial, however you want to call it, uh, that I don't know. There was, I remember my training lean into Canada Games, and there was like a little bit of a, there was like a pressure to it. There was a little bit of a. Um, anxiousness to it. And, um, ultimately my, my personal performance at Canada games was definitely not my best, but I have to agree with you. Like that wasn't really my memory from it. It is, it is about the memories you form and, um, the, the friendships you make. And, you know, I have lifelong mentors now that I still have from the preparations of that event. And that to me is way more important than, than any result that I would ever would have gotten at that event. Um, I have a, uh, an old, an old boss that I worked with, um, at a a summer camp of all places back in Winnipeg. And he always said, we're in the business of making good memories. Like that is at the end of the day, what we're here to do. And I can totally, totally appreciate that an event like this.
1: Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. And, um, one of the Tex Marshall, he's our president. I just like value what he says because it just hits you in the soul, right? And Mm -hmm. he says, "NAG is about creating opportunities for our youth. And that's totally what I see it it too. you know, an opportunity to be proud, an opportunity to excel, an opportunity to learn. Um, And that's just for our youth who are competing, not even touching on the back end of it and the things we're creating in the back end, like in Incorporating Indigenous voices into spaces that they weren't there before, right? Um, Or creating partnerships that maybe wouldn't have started because NAG is here now within Indigenous and non-Indigenous organizations or, you know, different people. Um, So, yeah, what you said is perfect. That overall experience and opportunities is definitely what NAG creates.
0: Um, I feel like we've talked so much about the the event itself and the games and the athletes and all the experiences in it. Um, something just popped up into my head was something that you mentioned off the top when you were introducing yourself around um, your work in truth and reconciliation. And I'm curious to think to hear what you think of how NAG fits into the calls to action. Yeah,
1: that's a good question. We actually, <laughs> last week as a team, sat down and read all the calls to action. And we pulled out what we thought was related to NEG and it goes way beyond the sports call to action. Yes, those are, you know, very um, true to what NEG is, but there's so much more. There's the education component, you know, of indigenous people creating opportunities to be their own, you know, their own voice on how they're represented. That's that's a reality within NEG. Um, The language piece is huge we're fostering <clears throat> opportunities for the language to be used in all areas possible, but that's also, you know, creating some synergies within the community and highlighting some things that either need to be worked on or that are really excelling right now. Um, that cultural component, obviously being able to celebrate and share and create stewards of culture here within the community. So we're looking at, um, you know, building new leaders within the youth who can come and help share their culture and their teachings while at NAG. So that's something that's starting here. Um, The partnerships within, uh, you know, different organizations. And the big one for me is like the bringing indigenous people's voices into spaces where it hasn't been before. I think this is huge and it's creating a platform where we're able to talk just how we are right now and share the passion Um, And the realities of our youth that are coming here, I think that's really been an eye opener for a lot of people. So I definitely there's so many connections beyond just the sport, sport um, calls to action. (laughs) Yeah. um, uh, One of our our colleagues,
0: Andrea, she has all of the, I think it's the five sport related ones on the wall, but uh, you just made a really great point that I think I'm going to, you know, next time I have a a coffee date with her, I'm going to chat and see like, hey, how can we we bring some of these other pieces in that maybe we didn't really think about being sport related, but at the end of the day are everything related, right? Definitely. I I like that. That's a good one. Okay. I think I might be running out of questions. You've done a great job of answering all my, all my curveballs too. I I know I only gave you four prep questions, but, um, I know I've definitely asked a lot more than that. Um, maybe we'll just leave it on, uh, one final message that you'd like to put out to the athletes and coaches that will be attending in 2023 words of encouragement. Um, you know, how excited you guys are to be here, whatever, whatever you like.
1: So from the host society, we are working as hard as we can to create the best experience possible and to create an atmosphere that's welcoming and encouraging, right from our volunteers to the businesses, um, you know, the shops, local shops that you'll be entering. And we really hope that translates when you come into Mi'kmaq. Um, One of the kind of messages that I've been really hoping to spread is that to remember that you're coming to NAG to have fun. Don't let those stressors and pressure interfere on the experience. It's all about having fun. It's all about coming to the games, to Mingwagi and being able to be so proud of being there, proud of being who you are and sharing and just soaking up the entire experience Um, we're doing everything we can to make sure that that's possible and we hope you just enjoy it um, and take in everything that we're working hard to create
0: well I was gonna say if the the games has like an ounce of the passion that you have for how you speak about the games I think they're gonna be blown out of the water like I have like tingles just from from that little (laughs) that little sign off uh, um, thank you <laughs> no thank you for being here today and talking about this event because again i like it's definitely one that flies under the radar for a lot of people um even people within the sport world um so i guess maybe this is just our call out to everyone in new brunswick everyone listening i know we have listeners all across all across turtle island um welcome and and uh yeah, you know, she booked a Halifax. we get ready, we're
1: coming. <laughs> yes, and I'll do a little kind of drop for New Brunswick. We do need three thousand volunteers. Okay, if you want to come and take part? There's a lot of beautiful opportunities to be part of this movement and part of this amazing, you know, event. So. Great! I I'll come volunteer. If, if you have like a specific link that goes directly to the volunteers,
0: I'll put that in the description of the episode. And that way, everyone who's listening right now, I'll, I'll everyone can pause the episode right now and go look in the description, find that like, click the button, and sign up. <laughs> Perfect. I'll send that to you. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Well, Serene, thank you so much for being here today to talk, about the po- to talk about NAG, to talk about your experience within, you know, sport, culture, everything. Again, the, the, the pride and the joy in your voice for this event is just so evident. And um, I can't wait for all the athletes to finally get there and experience it.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Cool.